with me, Bishop Sharon Jones. This podcast is designed to equip, empower, support, and change lives through a whole and healthy relationship with God while dealing with the matters of the heart. I want you to download, subscribe, follow, and share this app with your friends. While you are listening, invite them to join in. It can only be a blessing. I know something is going to be said that will bless you and give you strength for your journey. Over the past few weeks, we have been discussing debt cancellation and money management. The Lord has said this is our season of the open door. I believe that. I believe that this is our season of the open door. I believe it's our season of increase and the overflow. I believe that. Hallelujah. We've got to learn how to manage our money or it will manage us. Let me say that again. We've got to learn how to manage our money or it will manage us us. This is something we must learn and teach it to our children. We need to start early teaching our children the importance of money and what are the do's and don'ts in handling money. If this had been taught to us when we were children, can you imagine? I believe we would be doing better if we had been taught this when we were children. And for that reason, when I was making plans for these episodes on money management, I thought about our children. I didn't want to leave our children out of the equation. It's important that they learn early so that their future will be successful. Let me say that again. It is important that they learn this and these concepts early so that their future will be successful. And I am so very happy. I am so very happy and elated to have with me today my special guest, Twala Prindle Ivy. Twala uh, is president and founder of Cash Kids. Through her foundation, she teaches children basic financial and entrepreneurial principles, such as learning the difference between assets and liabilities, learning the importance of goal setting, and finding your passion to fulfill your purpose. Her three years old to 19 years old. Most of her students start their own business through her program. Wow. Uh, They have done everything from writing books to designing their own flip-flops. Really designing their own flip-flops. Twala also is the author of the children's books, Where Is My Money? And Can I Have Some Money, Please? which teach children everything from cash flow to the importance of tithing and giving. Please welcome my guest, Twala Prindle Ivy. Welcome. Hello, thank you so much for having me and I'm excited to be here. All right, and thank you for joining me. All right, let's begin. First of all, How long have you been working with children on finances and what motivated you to do it? 
Okay. All right. So now, you know, I can be a little long-winded, so you might have to cut me off because this is sort somewhat of a long story, but not really. So the short version, I had my first summer camp um, with a, another group. And so that was the first time I had ever done anything financially with children. How, now, of course, I do it a little bit different. It's just evolved over the years. How I got started. Oh, man. So let's see how I can shorten this. So my I was into a lot of debt, even though my parents taught me otherwise. So my dad and my mom, they taught me all about tithing, giving, taught me about credit cards, so on and so forth. But, you know, being a, a young child, thinking that I know it all, went off to college and everything t-shirts, the keychains, the socks. I had it. So long story short, uh, my last year of college, I just decided, hey, I'm not paying my credit card bills anymore. I wasn't aware of the ramifications behind doing that. And I ended up with about... You decided that you weren't paying any more credit card bills ever again? I just decided, I just looked, I was like, man, I have too many bills. I don't want to do this anymore. And I just stopped paying it and not aware of what would happen if I stopped. So I stopped paying. And so I had like 21 credit cards. I ended up with like 21 charge offs. And my credit was really bad. I mean, it was so bad. Like my friends had a joke, like nobody's credit is worse as Twyla's. That was a thing. So when I actually graduated from college and I applied for my first job, um, I remember getting hired and uh, going through with human resources. They gave me a call and said, hey, you know what? We need to have a conference call with you and the hiring manager. I was like, okay. So because they had told me before that, they had to check my background and all this because I would get a company card, company credit card. So no problem. It's like, I'm not a criminal. So of course I can pass a background check. I was unaware that background check included checking your credit. So when they checked my credit, they said, Hey, we have to rescind this offer because you know, we were going to give you a company uh, expense account and credit card and your credit, you know, is, you know, not up to par. So I was like, okay. The manager stayed on after and she was like, you know, I'm sorry if it's been, if I'm too personal, but how did your credit get so bad? And that's when it just really hit me. I was like, oh, I didn't know. So I started working on my credit. It took, and I'm telling you, I have probably like $44,000 in debt. That's not including, you know, my, my student loans. And I just buckled down and I, you know, did the research and I cleaned up my credit in two years. So my friends were asking me like, Twyla, how in the world did you do that? And I realized it was because I had a foundation. My parents had already taught me the foundation of money. I didn't know about, you know, the results of, um, not paying a credit card at that time, but I did have basic foundations that my parents taught me. And so when I started helping my friends, I noticed that they still struggled. So I I thought about, I said, okay, maybe it's because I have the foundation. I think about like exercise, we exercise as a family. So for me, exercise just comes natural. It's something that I love doing. And then there are some people that just can't get into the groove of it. So I said, you know what? 
let's if we start teaching kids early like me even if they mess up like me they still have the foundation and then they can get it together uh later and that was pretty much the start of um cash kids and that's kind of somewhat short version all right why why it's uh why is it so important to teach children early about finances and what age should we start teaching them are they too what's the youngest age well you know i always say as soon as you can hold out a dollar bill and that baby grabs it it's time to teach them and you know a lot of people a lot of people say you know they're too young but no their whole thing i i I think children as little aliens you know they come here they have no idea what's going on so they're mimicking us and they're doing everything that they see us do their siblings do and so even if you don't teach them you are still teaching them so that's why you start early I would say you know you can start as early as two I can tell you stories about my goddaughter that things that we did with her when she was two and she was fully aware of what a credit card was and what the difference because she said that credit card had that stripe on the back so she knew what it was yeah so she knew let me let me tell you something let me share something with you my daughter Chantel has a two-year-old she has a Mm two-year-old she Mm -hmm. grabbed my my cell phone because I put my um, credit cards down in my cell phone. She was on the uh-huh. floor. And my husband, I carry his self credit cards. He gives me his credit card, bless his heart. And she got my phone and she went in there and he has a uh America a Bank of America card. She went uh-huh. in, pulled out his Bank of America card, jumped up and started dancing around, talking about hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> I said, hey, see, she knows. She knows. She right, understood. she knows. And then she took off and started running, talking about hallelujah. She had her granddaddy's. So two years <laughs> old, okay, it's, start, it's time to start teaching her something. Okay, I got it. Yeah, and then a study showed that um, by the time kids are between the ages of seven and nine, their financial blueprint is already set. Mm -hmm. So whatever you have taught them or whatever they have seen you do, that is what they're more than likely going to do. And I can tell you, like working with little kids versus by the time they get, say, in middle school, it's completely different. Even by fifth grade, you can see a big difference in teaching the younger kids versus the older kids. When the older kids, you still have to undo some things because of what they've already seen and what they know about money. But how can we teach our children financial responsibility when they are when they're so young? There are so many ways you can do that. So you mentioned my books. That is one way. Sit down and read with your children. There are so many books out there for young kids. When you think about your two-year-old, there are a lot of uh, financial books out there for her, not just the ones that I've written, but there are a lot out there um, doing different activities with your children. Um, It could be if you say, I get some parents that say, oh, well, you know, I don't really have any disposable income, so I can't really give my child an allowance. So of course, if you give them an allowance, it's great because if they can start 
um, spending their money now or seeing or make their failures now, then you can make some of the corrections. But doing little things like when you go to the grocery store, you can have a shopping list and you can let that child pick out, okay, well, you know, this is our budget. This is what we're staying in. You know, give them a calculator maybe, or you give them a certain amount and say, okay, well, Make, let them pick. Do we pick the generic brand or do we pick the name brand? Um, also make them aware of the sales. You know, you have buy one, get one free. And then you have some that you can just buy. And a lot of times the buy one, get one free may not be the best deal. So you teach them things like that. And so you just make it a fun thing, even with coins. You know, they have for your little kids, they have these super gigantic magnet coins. Just like you put the ABCs on your refrigerator, you mm-hmm. can put the coins on the refrigerator as well. So there's an unlimited amount of ways that you can teach them, but just know to teach them something because they are watching. And let me tell you, especially your second graders, they tell me all your business. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're going to tell it all. They tell it they all feel, and they they're already obligated. learning. They feel like that's they do. That they must do. Right, because they want to, the thing is, they want to connect with you when you're teaching. It's like, oh, yeah, my mama said, or my mama did, or my daddy did, and they're relating to whatever you say, and they can recall that. So you're teaching them um, no matter what. I remember we had a, um, this was a high school student, and we were talking about cars and the fact that if your car breaks down and you have financed it, you still have to pay for it. And she was like, wait a minute, my mama, our car broke down and we didn't have to pay for it. I was like, well, you know, it goes on your credit. She was like, what? I'm not, she had an attitude the rest of the class. She was like, I don't care what happened. I'm not paying for a car that I can't drive and it's broke down. But that's what she learned from her mom. That's what she learned. That's what Mm -hmm. she learned. You know, I pray that there are are parents listening who are taking notes. You need to write down, get a paper and pencil and take some notes so that we can start these these methods and these tips that that, uh, Twala is giving us uh, to help our children go and then go out and purchase her books on Amazon.com. Can I can I have some money, please? And where is my money and then she also talk about find some finance some books on finances that you can read to your children that's that's very good sit down and read with them so that you can teach them on their on their finances listening to Miss Ivy, she's saying that they're not too young to learn about finances. They need to know more than just how to spend money, but how to become financially independent. How can we teach them to become financially independent? Okay. Well, first of all, you want to start now and it's, and don't worry about the amount. It's more about the habit. So remember mm-hmm. their financial blueprint is already there between the ages of seven and nine. So you want to show them and teach them everything that we talked about before. So when they have some money, they know exactly what to do. It could be something as simple as when you're, I know we're in the age of where we don't write checks anymore, but you know, you may want to sacrifice that just so they can um, you can show them how to write a check something simple as paying the bills online you can show them how to do that so that way they see exactly where the money is coming children learn through example that's absolutely they watch us 
Well, the, they watch us if we handle it good. They watch us if we mess up. You understand? So what we want to do is learn the good habits That's so right. that they can follow the good habits. That's right. You said, you know, you keep saying financial blueprints, financial blue, seven to nine years old. They already have yes. that financial. Come on, explain that to us. Okay. So we all have um, set beliefs. Um, and if, so if we just relate it to church, you know, we all believe, I shouldn't say we all, but those of us that are Christians, we believe in Jesus Christ. We believe that he died for our sins. We believe that he rose on the third day. We believe that he's coming back again, but there are other people out there that don't believe that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, well, we can get into a whole conversation of who's right, who's wrong, or who's not, but that's, that's pretty much how it is. You know, in your heart of heart, this is what you believe. So the same can be true, um, say in a family, you may believe that in this family, we don't do debt. Well, that's, that's your financial blueprint, but that doesn't mean that that's the right way. You can say, you know what, credit cards are bad, but credit cards are not bad. There's good credit and there's bad credit. Mm-hmm. So the thing is your financial blueprint is whatever you believe and is set. So I'm gonna use myself as an example. I know, believe it or not, even though I teach this and I'm financial savvy, I know my weakness. My weakness is a sale. I love kids. I'm always giving out toys. And so anytime there's a bargain or a sale, I'm going to buy it. And my excuse in my mind that I make, this is for the kids. Mm-hmm. So I have to, I when if, if we go shopping, I don't take a credit card or anything with me. I only take the money that I'm allotted to spend. That's it. Because oh, I know if there's a sale. Smart. Yeah, because I know. I mean, you. there can be a toy. It can be 90% off and I'm going to get it because it's 90% off. And then I'll leave the store because I have done it before. I will leave the store with three buckets of toys for the kids. And you know, that's not even necessary. Well, if you don't have the card and don't and don't have the money, you can't do it. You know your weakness. You need to mm-hmm. recognize your weakness and stop falling mm-hmm. and yielding to the weakness. If that credit card is your weakness, then we need to learn to leave it home. Right. And then if you if you're just not sure, you might say, okay, well, I don't really know what my blueprint is because it's something that's so deep rooted. It could be something like if you grew up poor, you can feel like, well, I don't deserve money and or I don't deserve a certain amount. And believe it or not, wherever your blueprint is set, a lot of times you can't make over that amount of money. If your blueprint is set at thirty thousand dollars, anything over thirty thousand dollars, you start sabotaging it. So there's a book, um, I'm trying to think what it's called. I can't think of the name of it, but um, it's by T. Harv Ecker. And he walks you through all the different money personalities and how to undo them. I don't know if he still has workshops in um, the United States, but he used to come here and he used to have like three day workshops. And he can talk to you in five minutes and tell what your blueprint is, what you believe. It's your beliefs around money. And so you have to do something and shift that. Now, if you don't have access 
access to the book or you say, oh, yeah, I don't want to spend the money on a book. You can go online and you can look at um, some of us um, have heard of Myers-Briggs and the personality profiles. You can Google the Myers-Briggs test and you can even um, Google the five love languages test because they, too, have um, the five love languages and how it um, relates to your financial blueprint. If you have, if this is your love language, you're more likely to this. And Myers-Briggs, if this is a certain personality, this is this. And I know when we went through the Myers-Briggs training, it was it was interesting. There was about a hundred of us. They took us to a museum and it was it was it's just crazy. So though every when they tell you to go walk to the picture you like and things like that, it's like when you have the same personality, you go to the same picture. So of course it's like that ties into like your beliefs and what you like. Listen, in your uh let me ask you that you said in your in your bio you said that most of your students start their own business through your program. That's yes. awesome. How would a yes. child entrepreneur get started? Doesn't it take capital to, to begin a new business? It, it absolutely does. And it can. It just depends on how you start it. So with my program, uh, there's a lot of different ways. So the kids actually earn real money. So mm-hmm. so they have and then sometimes we have a um, competition like we just finished my virtual students um, just finished or they just finished a class on Monday where they have they were given a certain amount of money and they their whole thing is they have to double that money and they have two weeks to do it. So there are opportunities like that that a child can take. There are a lot of different resources online that will give to children that are starting businesses. Of course, the parents have to be guided or help them with it. Um, There's different ways that you can start in the beginning. So like, for example, you can do pre-orders if you want to sell popsicles. And, you know, people love kids. So it's like, hey, you know what? Can you start this? My goal is to sell 100 popsicles and people will buy them and you go out and you do whatever you're going to do and then you sell your popsicles and you give the money back and so that's how you get started all right oh that's pretty you know what that's true you know it's uh, you you love children and when they're selling something you know and especially if it's for a good cause you want to help them out as much as possible so if, if if there's a parent that has a child that has a vision of something that they want to do um it's 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 all right for them to do Absolutely. so, you say it's all right for them to to start some little capital, um, um, some things that will generate monies for them. Absolutely, to this push is the time. When it, right, this is the time now. It's like when if you're learning how you think about as adults, a lot of time, you know, in your twenties and thirties, you make a lot of money mistakes. Well, if you start young and you are monitored by a parent then you're less likely to make mistakes. But even if you make mistakes, then your parent is there to guide you or you learn from it. It's just like school. You know, we learn one plus one is two. You know, we figure it out after a while. It may take us a while, but we learn that one plus one is two. It's the same with finances. And if you if your child doesn't have an idea, you can have them sit there and list. And as parents, if you just watch your child, you can pretty much tell or at least I'm good at telling um, what what's a, a skill that I see that your child is good at or a hobby that they really enjoy, where they can take that hobby and turn it into a way that they can make money. And encourage them in it. Yes, absolutely. That's very important. 
somebody and it's also, someone oh go ahead i'm sorry no i was gonna say it's also important to like don't I shouldn't say don't, but it's, it would be nice if you don't just give the kids the money because some of us as parents, we do have the means where we can give kids money to start a business. But if you give it to them, consider making it a loan so they can understand that, hey, you know, when if you go and you borrow money from a bank, it's not free. You have to pay that money back. So that's another way that you can teach kids about money as well as they're starting their business. And they'll appreciate it more. You understand? If Absolutely. you got to work for it, they will appreciate yes. it more. Hey, yes. Now, they want us to just give it to them. That's the right. easy way out. But if they right. have to work for it and they have to do something to earn it, they will appreciate it more. Mm-hmm. All right. How do how do you teach someone the difference in asset and liability when they are so young? How, what do so, you do? So we teach them just the basic about assets and liabilities. So we say that assets are things that put money in your pocket. Liabilities are things to put money, take money out of your pocket. So if you're buying something and it's taking money out of your pocket and it's not going to put anything in it, then that is a liability. And kids can relate to that. And then we give them examples like credit cards. Okay, does that make you any money? Most of the time, no, it does not. So that's a liability. Um, A house or a business, is that something that can make you money? Okay, well, that's an asset. Well, that's pretty simple. Yeah, it's pretty simple. That... that, um... That would teach some adults too. <laughs> <That's> teach- <laughs> <laughs> All right, this this is so good and needful out for needful for our children to know. And Miss Ivy, we thank you for taking on this challenge to help children. Do you go into the schools with your program? Yes, ma'am, I do. So um, we, I call it school hopping. We go um, to a lot of different schools and we have uh, programming for kids from pre-K all the way up to 12th grade. We have a variety of different programs for students. Um, Some of them include um, cars and credit where for the high school students, because they are wanting to purchase their first car, we have one that's called Passion for Pay. And that's for young people. We usually start that program in middle school so they can figure out what are some of the things that I'm good at? What are the, some of the things that I'm passionate about? And how can I take my passion and turn that into a career? Or how can I take that passion and turn it into a way that I can make money? And then we um, set the kids out so they can make a plan or goal set so they'll know they'll have some action steps to take for that. Um, but all of our kids start off with uh, our cash flow class where they're learning money coming in and money going out, making sure that they can keep track of their money. But yes, absolutely. We um, have virtual classes. We do go into the schools and we have summer camps. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so everything is on our website. We also have online courses as well. If it's something that you know you want to watch it at your leisure, then you're more than welcome to um, take our online classes. Oh, and, and, and that's through um, 
It's, yeah, it's on. Yes, ma'am. It's on cashkids.com. Um, you can you can go to um, there's a section that says shop and there's a section that says courses. The All of the books and all of the courses are there. And I know that I mentioned some books earlier for young people. So if you really want to know like, OK, well, I want to teach my child this What's a good book. I don't mind uh, recommending you can reach out to me on, on um, Facebook, which is under Cash Kids. Or you can always email me as Twyla at Cash Kids, and that's Cash with the uh, cash, cash with the K. With the K yes, Cash with the K, CashKids.com, and I'll let you know. You know, give you a list of books that are good for that age group. Very good, very good. Now, listen. The last few minutes that we have, I want you to talk to us and our children because I, I, I just pray that some parent has that brought their child in to listen uh, to you. They listen to everything else, so they need to start listening to things that's going to better their future. I want mm-hmm. you to talk about the importance of charitable giving. Why is oh, it important and how do we teach our children about charitable giving? Well, charitable giving is very important. It instills a sense of pride in kids. Um, It increases their self-esteem. And believe it or not, they have studies to show where it promotes happiness. And there again is something that we have to model or we can model for our kids. So there's a variety of different activities you can do with your children. Um, It could be something like um, giving to the homeless. I know there's a group of kids that just um, um, took up some personal hygiene things, put them in kits with their parents, and they actually took it down to the mission so they could see, you know, what it's like. Then we have um, toy drives where students can take their toys or you can have your children to take some of their toys um, to the shelter or a child that's less fortunate. And also there are some parents that have adopted where if you bring in a new toy, one new toy, you have to release one of your toys. So that keeps you from getting too crowded. So there's a lot of different ways that you can do that um, with your kids. That's that's very good. You know, um, one of my granddaughters uh, has uh, she started a charitable uh, organization. It's called Hannah's House. Um, Mm -hmm. She helps um, the homeless uh, during Mm -hmm. the the winter season. She she get coats and hats and socks. And this is her Mm -hmm. second year doing it. And she is doing very well. And it brings, you know, she and. I look at the joy that's in her face and even in her voice when she mm-hmm. does this. You know, it, and it does. It gives the children a sense of pride knowing that right. they are helping someone that's less fortunate. Someone that's, And I want to thank you. This has been good. Bless your heart. This has been, been yeah. good. And I want to encourage those of you that are, are listening to us today to go out and purchase these books for your children on Amazon.com. Is this the only way that they can purchase your books on Amazon.com? They can find them in the local bookstores and Amazon. Um, also here at One Bridge and Regency Mall, uh, they carry my books as well. Um, you can also purchase the books on cashkids.com. Again, that's cash with the K. Um, they're on, available on prindlehouse.com as well. So that's my last name, P-R-I-N-D-L-E-H-O-U-S-E.com. Um, they can purchase the books there as well. So autograph copies, you will want to purchase those from the website. But of course, you can purchase them in other locations online. 
All right. Again, Ms. Mrs. Twala Prindle Ivy, thank you for joining me on the Matters of the Heart podcast. And thank you, my listening audience, for listening in. Remember, what is good about podcasts, you can go back and listen over and over again yes. until you get what you need. And Ms. Ivy said something very important. Sit down with your children while you read with them. Sit down with them and listen to this podcast with them and help guide them on their financial um, a journey, helping them to be financially stable. Thank you again for joining me. I pray God's blessings upon you, Mrs. Ivy, as you work with children and, and bettering their life financially and giving them an understanding of what they need to progress in their future, to not just throw their money away, but learn how to, how to start businesses and do the dreams that they have in their hearts. That is so important for them to pursue their dreams. And I want to thank you for the work that you are doing with our children. All right. And thank you again for joining me. And tune in as we bring another inspiring and uplifting word that will equip, empower, support, and change your life. Now the Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. I speak sweet peace to you today, a peace that passes all understanding. God bless you now until we meet again.